Welcome back to the show, episode 38, Bravo Zulu podcast. Today, we're into the comic verse, Loki, season one, episode one, James stops by the studio. We rewatch the first episode of the new show on Disney Plus, Loki, diving into the MCU. A lot of speculation going on. Who's the villain? Where are we going forward with this? We start branching out into other movies and and possible villains, grand scheme of things, because you know the MCU is planned out for about the next hundred years, making billions of dollars. And so, if you're enjoying this content, please, if you're listening to it on the Apple Podcasts, stop by the bottom of the show notes, leave a review. Most importantly, though, if you're enjoying this, please share it with a friend, uh, a shipmate. Anyone that you might find that's in that that might enjoy this also, that's going to be the best way to help us grow here at Bravo Zulu. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, shoot me a DM. Hit me on the uh, text message. You know how to find me if you're listening. So hit me up. We could talk about anything you want. And, uh, you know, appreciate you stopping by again. And more shows coming this week. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome back for another episode. A, a uh, new Marvel show just kicked off, so you know we're going to recap it. Got James back with us. It's Sunday morning. It's early. Kids are sleeping, not waking up. Uh, what's up, James? What it do, Potland? So, uh, yeah, we got Loki. We're gonna, it's going to be kind of a rewatch, dissect um, while, while we go through this. I hear one kid making noise already. Uh, but yeah, Mikey's been sick, so you know he he got that cough. That's fine. No bueno. No bueno at all. So uh, let's go ahead and hit play on this. All right. Um, you know, as we watch it, we'll talk through it. Just immediate reaction after you watched it. Uh, were you pretty drawn in pretty quickly? Yeah, I mean, uh, Loki actually is one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Uh, in the comics, he's kind of a more or the character you don't really get or used to not give a shit about part of my French, but he's kind of, uh, as, as the movies have come out, he's got more attention and more, uh, I guess the character development in the comics. So he's, he's grown on me. So I was, I was ready for the series and I was pleasantly, uh, surprised. Yeah. Um, you know, so the series immediately picks up on the, uh, the time heist, when they're going back to New York, 2012 Avengers, uh, trying to steal the Tesseract after they've saved New York, right? And that's when Loki picks it up and disappears. And which was the main, like, the one of the biggest questions when we were watching Endgame, right? I'm like, whoa, where did Loki go? Like, he, he, he saw his moment and he, he sees the day, right? Carp Diem and he bounced the fuck out of there to, to continue to live. And, you know, Actually, you know what? Before we get any further, yeah, can yeah. we just give a round of applause to uh, Tom Hiddleston for playing his character because, you know, once again, it just shows how good Marvel's casting is, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's spot on. And I had never even heard of Tom Hiddleston before Loki, but, I mean, so once again, you, can you know, Marvel just shows that they're, that they're light years ahead of uh, that other company not to be named, so... Yeah, again, yeah, we, we touched on that early in, in the, the comic episodes, um, which we're, we'll be calling this either uh, Comics BZ or BZ Comics uh, on the titles. 
I don't know which one makes um English sense because I'm I'm not good at that class. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never heard of the dude before, you know. But he he jumps off as Loki. He does really good. He does a couple King uh, or at least one King Kong movie, right? And now you know, could you imagine anyone else playing Loki? Answer is yeah, I mean no. Almost- but like you say, Loki, and then you just see Tom Hill. It's just that's he's become the character. So yeah, yeah. You, you can't see anyone else or imagine anyone else. So you know, um, there. Oh, oh, spoiler alert! Throughout this, right? We are going to talk spoilers if you haven't seen it. But it's fucking Sunday, and it aired Wednesday. So, and this might come out after episode. I don't know when, probably before. But so catch up. All right. So here he drops into the desert. He bounces out. What were your initial like? Um, thoughts or, or, or speculations on where uh this was gonna go after we see like the first kind of trailers and stuff and we see the time variance um what is the TVA Association Academy, whatever. You know, like yeah. when, when you saw that and you saw the trailers, where did you think this was going? Because we don't know still yet, but what were your initial speculations? Uh, well, to be honest, I kind of cheat, right? So I kind of stay in the loop of uh, the entertainment sphere we'll say so there's been rumors and you know little reveals here or there so i kind of had an idea of where it probably is going to go and just knowing that plus the uh the order of the the movies that are going to be coming out so put those two together you kind of have an idea of where they need to go now how they're going to do it i don't know of course but kind of have a roadmap in my head so Well, well speak on that roadmap go ahead Oh, well, uh, so with Loki dealing with the time variance authority, right, and timelines and, you know, him, people doing certain things and messing up timelines, you know, that calls back to Endgame and Infinity War where, uh, you know, the Hulk meets the Ancient One and they talk about, you know, timelines, right, because he's going there to get the uh, one of the stones and, you know, how she does the example of the floating timeline and all that stuff. So, right. again, great continuity and keeping everything together and having a plan, right? So, anyway, so all that, plus now we're going to say that, you know, the next Spider-Man movie, there's probably going to be some uh, some multiverse stuff going on because they mentioned that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in the movie, so... Do you think that's true, though? For? Well, it's going back and forth. As right. of right now, it's supposed to be true. But so, the, Yeah, but I they've come out and said... No, they they never do another one. I think Garfield was very adamant about it, right? Like he never oh, yeah. wants to do it mean, again. So, do you think many, it's just actors, misdirection, smoke yeah, and mirrors? Misdirection. Yeah, yeah, okay. But then you know, Doctor Strange. The name of that movie is Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, so, clearly in the title. <laughs> so you know, comic books, <laughs> multiverse means alternate realities and chances to go bring back dead characters and look at the future. So it's all kind of stuff going on, right? We just obviously don't know what they're going to exactly do, but mm-hmm. we know it all kind of leads to that. So yeah. So you know, here we're watching Loki get picked up by by the TVA. This actress, um, I'm sure you watch it, uh, the Lovecraft Country. HBO series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she she was in that. Uh, good, good. I'd say good up and coming actress. I never saw her in anything before that, but it was good to see her in another um, another series, big series. You know, playing her part, which I think she played well in this. You know, first episode as that. Uh, you know, uh, Hunter B fifteen as she's titled in the um, captions. 
And, uh, you know, so he shows up here to the TVA, and he has, like, no clue what's going on. So we, we could assume, like, the TVA is pretty, and as it explains through this, right, pretty background-centric, um, right? They're just kind of watching things happen and not involving themselves. Well, kind of like in the comics. I mean, just like in real life, there's levels to it, right? So Loki is, air quotes, a god. And, you know, has powers and abilities above regular people, right? Well, the TVA is obviously above him. Yeah. And the Asgardians. So, you know, it's just levels to it. So uh, this scene was funny. I really like this scene um, where the, where the guy, <laughs> where the guy is sitting down like, here's, here's everything you've ever said. You have to sign off on it saying that uh, that you've said this. You know, this really touched home with me because I'd be talking a lot. And I was like, damn, you know, if I if I get somewhere at the end and, you know, they they have a stack of paper saying, you know, little baby Jesus telling Josh that I got to sign off on everything I ever said, man, I'm going to need some time to read, 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 read through that there, little baby Jesus. You know, that's going to be fucking binders and binders, you know. But anyways, he, he moves on. Right. Um, You know, just just take us through your thoughts as you're watching it. Yo, well, let's get to the good part. Yo, he gets here, he takes a ticket, and then we get the explanation, right, of the TVA and all that. What do you yeah, think? Like, um, I thought it was awesome. I thought they did a great job in this little animated, you know, advertising cartoon explaining the TVA. Your thoughts? Yeah, so kind of like I said a while back, uh, I'm more an X-Men guy. This is more like an Avengers kind of a deal in the comic books. So I, I I had some kind of idea of what was going on, but I didn't know the details, so I had to kind of do some research. But, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what it is in the comic books. They're you know, kind of do that thing with time. So, so yeah. So they, they, uh, the way they explain it is there was a multiverse, and the multiverse was getting out of hand. It was getting wild. Right, they're fighting, and and one trying to establish themselves over the other, and then the the timekeepers had to step in and, and write everything and get everyone in line, right? Yeah. So these timekeepers, like, where do they where do they pop up from? Right, like, what who who are they? Where do they come from? Do you know? Because because in this explanation, uh, just it's like, and they showed up, the all knowing timekeepers. Where does all knowing timekeepers fucking show up from? Well, again, I mean, you know, Marvel kind of takes the uh, the origins and stuff from the comics, but in the MCU, they kind of put their own spin on it. So I don't know what it's going to be like in the series or the MCU, I should say, but like in the comics, they're kind of like, they're, they're basically like the Celestials, superpowered beings, like some of the, like the first uh, races that, you know, gained uh, technological uh, abilities, we'll say. And, you know, they're millions of billions of years old. So, you know, that's, at least that's in the comics. Now, the, the, the show, I don't know where, the, where they come from. So, all right, then we get to this. I, I think there's something that stands out that starts tying things together that we could go a little into, right? Is like they pop off on this. Um, you, have, you have the main timeline, right? The, the middle, you know, we'll say blue line, that that is time. 
And then whenever you have the Avengers going back in time to find to get all the Infinity Stones, they created the Nexus event, right? And that Nexus event is that branch that the uh, uh, the Supreme Being showed the Hulk, right? So that was a Nexus event of them going back in time. We also heard Nexus uh, medicine in WandaVision, right? When, when she was taking the sleeping meds or depression or whatever it was, right? When we were talking about all of the WandaVision stuff, you know, showing um, what was that show about, you know, the, the grieving and dealing with the mental health and all that. They And they had all those commercials. You remember those commercials they were having? They had the Nexus plug so now we're getting this Nexus thing. We have to talk about a Nexus person. What is a Nexus uh, being or whatever, a Nexus event. So, you know, and then there's rumors of, uh, what's his name? Dr. Strange showing up in WandaVision. He didn't. There's actually, I think, clipped uh, footage, right? Like a deleted scenes um, that that weren't put in. So what is, do you, can you explain what a Nexus person is, you know, being WandaVision? And then, you know, again, speculate here. Where Are we going to get, uh, uh, a, and I know we are because it's Marvel, but a complete tie-in of all these miniseries to, you know, Phase 4. So when Phase 4 launches, we're just it's, we're going to just be so far ahead again where it's like we're not going to have to uh, make up for five years or something. Five years meaning the blip. Well, the actual term is nexus uh, being, right? So, again, in the comics, a nexus being is one that doesn't have a counterpart throughout the multiverse. They're kind of like just they're one of one. And they have special abilities within the time stream slash multiverse to where they can access them and do certain things. Uh, so Wanda in the comics is supposed to be a Nexus being. Uh, there's been uh, comics where Vision was one. So it's kind of all over the place. But, you know, in the MCU, again, I kind of don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to play with that. But, I mean, you have to think that, you know, Doctor Strange, you know, in his movie went to a different dimension, right? So... <clears throat> you would figure he'd have the ability to access different time streams and what have you. I mean, the, the time stone, you know, in end game, he was looking at probabilities and stuff. So I would assume he would, he would either be one or at least know who one is, but then Wanda without the infinity stones looked to be as powerful, if not more powerful than Dr. Strange. So what they're going to do, I'm not sure, but I'm sure someone is going to be, termed uh you know quote-unquote nexus being so it just kind of depends how they want to work it who in the comics and i'm sure it just depends on the the generation and the writer but between dr strange and wanda or scarlet witch more proper has been more powerful it has has one always been more powerful than the other or is it like one of those constant comic uh it's it's changing it just depends on who's writing the story yeah, um, so <laughs> being a comic person, it's just kind of like you get not necessarily power rankings, but, you know, something kind of just evolves. Uh, like you said, different generations and different writers, like in the past, uh, Doctor Strange basically was God. He could do anything. So mm-hmm. he was basically like a 
a plot device. How do we get out of this situation? Oh, Doctor Strange can come up with a spell to do this and that. You know, Scarlet Witch was actually like portrayed as being very weak, you know, back in the day. And she didn't get kind of retconned into being this all-powerful uh, person until like the early 2000s. Uh, then, you know, people start, you know, working with Doctor Strange and we're, you know, a lot of the writers to make them interesting think that, you know, OP or overpowered characters kind of have to be depowered to make them interesting. Kind of like Superman, right? Yeah. If you take the 1950s or 60s Superman that, you know, can move planets and can blink and cause hurricanes or whatever, I mean, how do you write that? I mean, how do you come with the plausible threat to somebody like that? So, you know, it kind of comes and goes, but I mean, as of right now, uh, Scarlet Witch, I would say, is more powerful in the comics. And uh, actually, Doctor Strange has kind of been depowered more. And actually, they're going to kill Doctor Strange in an upcoming event in the fall. So, Oh, spoiler alert for the comics. You know what that means. Yeah. That means Doctor Strange is getting is getting marked out in uh, in multiverse. Something's going to happen, people. Something's going to no, happen. It, Stay it, tuned. It, it Breaking news right here, right now. Okay, <laughs> James is calling it. Multiverse, Doctor Strange gets bodied. No, 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 no. So, again, the comics... You know, they kind of do what they do. And, you know, since the MCU doesn't, like, directly follow them, I mean, they just kind of, pro- like, provide the, 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 the bones, you know, the, the baseline of this stuff. So, I mean, all these characters have pretty much died in the comics at one point. So, yeah. it's kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, so then we jump forward uh, to the Nexus event that of France, right? It said like 1592 or whatever. And we get introduced to Owen Wilson's character, Mobius. And, and you could go over him here shortly. And, but this scene, so a couple of things we want to touch on is, is Mobius. Who is he? What's his significance? Um, and then he's talking to the kid and the kid points out, you know, the kid was the eyewitness points out who done it. And we, we pan to this, you know, uh, uh, fucking painted glass picture of the devil. Or, you know, as he's known in the comic verse, uh, Mephisto, right? And uh, maybe something like that. There's, again, you know, the Mephisto theory is kind of just out there. You know, a lot of people have kind of applied it to where they want to see it. Right. I mean, you know, he kind of is a devil-like character. But my takeaway is that the kid kind of... And again, if this is 1549, the kid only knows what he knows, right? So right. everything that he perceives is going to be filtered through his lens. So in his brain at that time, that's the only thing that can make sense. Right, I mean, right, could, right. Could yes. Be, could be wrong, but I think if they were going to do Mephisto, I think like an actual reveal would probably be more of a movie kind of a situation because he's, he's a big – He's like a Thanos level. Okay, right. So, so again, more maybe smoke and mirrors, misdirection, and and he is in the church. This kid looks like he's a, a, you know, a a church kid working in the church in the fifteen hundreds. So yeah, his lens would be good and evil, you know, God versus devil kind of stuff, And, and you know, this is what it looks like. Now, uh, we'll spoiler alert to the end when Owen Wilson does say that they're hunting Loki, right? A version of Loki, a variant of Loki. 
And Loki's yeah. helmet, when worn, does have horns on it. It does. So, you know, when, when that spoiler, when that at the end, that, that last nugget is given and you rewatch, right? You got to rewatch these people. If you're not, you're not doing yourself just, you could see where it's like, okay, again, was, was the, is the kid pointing out a red figure like this? Or is the kid pointing out the, the biggest, most noticeable features that, that they saw in a glimpse or something? And the horns would be that, right? The horns would stick out. Yeah, because you figure, you know, 16th century France, again, you know, most people's lives, you know, are ruled by the church. Right. And that's, you know, kind of, like I said, the lens that they look through. So imagine, uh, you know, a being shows up out of thin air with the horns and stuff. I mean, you can go either way, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Man, let's talk about Owen Wilson real quick. Yeah, he's most known for uh, comedy and and foolishness, you know, wedding crashers, all time great comedy. Um, and his nose looks like it has gotten worse over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, my guy! But he, oh, he brings such a, a a great acting ability to this. I was so impressed. It, you know, it's just the way he can can um the the way he delivers dialogue when he like here coming up in the scene when he's talking to the judge and he gives those subtle little like you know what you're great and and, and you deserve to be great those kind of little things they're just so on point i'm a big fan of his you know being able to do the comedic relief but also ha- have put it in a way where it's not just like always supposed to be funny you know what i mean he's it's not like he's trying to make a joke it's just it's funny just because he's funny kind of deal you know what i mean so I, I really look forward to seeing him more in this series and, and hopefully maybe moving on to other greater things. Oh, excuse me. Well, you know, I keep, I, you know, I hate to keep harping on it, but again, great casting, right? Yeah. They got a good, a good actor to play his part. Right. So again, spot on. Yeah. Then we get in here to, uh, uh, Loki standing trial. This actress, she looked mad familiar to me. I was like, where is she from? Where is she from? So I had to Google it. Yeah, let's 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 stop and give a round of applause for Gugu. Gugu and Batharol. Yeah. Big fan. Um she's from a Black Mirror episode. I think it said season yep. three. San, San Junipero. Yep. Yeah, so I had to look that up again because I was like, I know I know her from somewhere. So and if you watch Black Mirror then you know like Again, uh, another great show where they do a lot of great casting for these small, you know, small little roles of new characters that just nail it. So she did a great job in this in this brief moment. And this is where I was talking about, like, Owen Wilson, just when he talks to her, it just feels so spot on. You know, here's Loki thinking he's going to (laughs) transform. And again, this shows that there's levels to this, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if this is on Earth or, you know, we tried to restrain him using earthly means, he'd. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not working. Yeah, and like you know, you got the uh, the other B B fifteen hunter here, like laughing at him, like what the fuck are you doing? Magic powers? Like you're stupid. Like, and you know, you can kind of see him, him him shitting himself there a little bit of like what the fuck. All right, so then we get to Owen Wilson gonna take him. You know, oh, so you know, like who is Owen Wilson? Who is Mobius? What's he in the comics? What's his? Is he like just like special agent Mobius kind of deal? Um. Is there any other significance to him other than this TVA person? Is there any future speculation on superpowers or, or, you know, some kind of special powers? Not that he's a superhero, but, you know, he is in this alternate dimension timeline thing with TVA. So is there something more special to him? 
Well, in the comics, uh, so the TVA exists in the comics, right? But most of the people that work at the TVA are basically clones, and they're they exist to perform the job that they have at the TVA, right? And technically, Mobius in the comics is basically a clone, but he kind of basically elevated himself to be like middle management. Mm-hmm. And actually in the comics, there's a couple of the characters that are uh, pretty prominent in the TVA, which I don't know if they're going to get to uh, in this show or not. But uh, who is that? Uh, one's uh, Mr. A- I'm probably going to tear his name up. A- Alienary, Alienary or something like that. Basically, he's like the director, like the, okay. the big cheese over there, right? Okay. And then there's uh, another guy. I want to say is Captain Justice. He's basically like a police officer from a future timeline that that was basically hired by the TVA because he was so good at his job, you know, in the future. So he has a really <laughs> shitty 80s costume. And again, I mean, it, like really, really, really obscure. Uh, like, I, I didn't even know about it until I like looked it up. But yeah, so I don't know if they're going to be making appearances in the show, but Basically, Mobius is kind of what he is. He's an agent or what have you now. But the MC was going to do with him, again, don't know. But uh, being Owen Wilson is a relatively decent, uh, you know, actor and kind of well-known star. I'm sure yeah. they may have uh, bigger plans for him. So, I don't know. Yeah, again, it's one of those things like um, when we talked about uh, 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 Captain and uh, fucking Winter Soldier. Right, about getting a, a, a Louis uh, Dreyfus, Dreyfus, right? Like that—that's a big name, and she's a big actress, right? Like you wouldn't just get her for one season for this one, you know, small role, right? Like th- it's crazy. Like you know, they, they man, we'll keep harping. On, I don't care, but they get big names for these big important roles, and they get the little names for the just as important roles, and it all—and they do a great job in tying it together, right? So here we got them sitting down. You know, having a having a coke, having a pop, and they start going over like the the movie theater stuff and having the one on one dialogue back and forth, back and forth, and you know, again, it's just great, a great job of like the directing of it, right? Of, of the cut back and forth, making sure each one has enough screen time, sharing it, and, and, and all that good stuff, right? And you know, he he's breaking Loki down into these, uh, asking him all these questions. It, it, it it's just so good because again I like it better than most um, cop interrogations, right? Because you know, you could immediately tell like Owen Wilson's not trying to get him. He saved him for one, right? He saved him from the judge. So it's like you're sitting there thinking like, all right, what's Owen Wilson up to, right? What's his play? What's he doing? Like he he's trying to recruit him for something, but for what? And what what's he going to show him? Because now he has like the little movie theater thing, right? And they're going through yeah. all this uh, old old footage. <laughs> it's funny when he brings up uh, his defeat, how he kind of like looks down in shame, like, oh, yeah, I got my ass beat. <laughs> in that 2012 uh, Avengers, right? Coulson dying, all that. Just kind of speed through this, get to some good. If you see something here, like, oh, we la- I laughed hard at that when he was like uh, taking eyes and when he ripped that dude's eyeball out. I thought that was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the character development for Loki uh, throughout the MCU is 
been really well done. Uh, you know, kind of where he starts off, just kind of like this stereotypical villain, and then you know they've added layers to him. Yeah, like basically Loki's an adopted kid that's you know found out his parents didn't tell him he was adopted. Now he's pissed at him, and he was jealous of his brother. I mean, that's yeah. that's basically the gist of him. And you can see how all those things kind of shaped him and why he kind of behaved the way he did. Yeah. So yeah. So we get to this scene, right? And I thought this was great. Like, I think this might have stole episode one right here, right? Is when he starts, Owen Wilson is like fanboying over him for being D.B. Cooper, right? And, and you know, well, a lot. Just, just, a, just a quick thing. D.B. Cooper basically is this uh, character, right, that performed this uh, heist on yeah. the plane that never was found. So yeah. and, then, and, you, and everybody can go look it up and see all the conspiracies and whatever about it. But, yeah, like this... Like, I never would have thought they would have did this. This is hilarious, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, <laughs> to give an explanation for a real-life event, right? D.B. Cooper was, like, a real no-shit over the pac Northwest, right? Uh, <laughs> he's like, I can't believe you're D.B. Cooper, you know? Like, that was great. Because, yeah, dude, he jacked the money. He got got off on an airplane, got away. And all they found were dollar bills, like, somewhere up there in the pac Northwest in, the, in those fucking woods, and never found the dude, never found, like, the plane, never landed. Like, who knows, right? Dude yeah. got away, though. And to explain it as it being Loki losing a bet to Thor, right? So Thor was in on the mischief, right? You know, it was great. It was a great, great job by fucking Marvel. Man, they're just continually, you know, knocking it out of the park. Um, So they could keep going. It's like, you know, he keeps grilling about what makes him tick and this and that. I, I got to say, the uh, costumes... Of the show are great too. I I'm definitely going as a TVA, um, <laughs> <laughs> as a TVA fucking fugitive with the coveralls. You know, not a not a new uniform to me. So gotcha. you know, <laughs> it's hitting, man. It's hitting. We're going. Um, yeah, you know, he's just kind of throwing. Look, he's just kind of throwing this fit of being, you know, that adopted kid that never got to be. You know, let's skip through some of this. Get to the good stuff. Like, if you if there's something you want to touch on, let me know. Um, oh, th- this well, was. The, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say that you know, like I said, his character development. You could see even in the beginning that he just wasn't just a one note character, right? Yeah, and and he's the same way in the comics. He's just he lives in gray. He's just. That's he just sometimes he does some good stuff, sometimes he, you know, it's a dick. It's just that's just what he is. But at the at the, like the base level, he gives a shit. Yeah. Because as you see, like his mother is the only time that he really exhibits like outwardly any kind of emotion. But you know, again, he wanted recognition from his dad. You know, he was jealous of his brother, but mm-hmm. he loves his brother, but it's just in his nature to just you know be a dick and yeah, and, and that's just, why during this dialogue they say he's like he's the god of mischief. He's supposed yeah. to cause mischief. Sometimes that's through a practical joke. Sometimes it's by you know trying to take over the world. You know who knows whatever. But yeah, you know when they're showing him his mother dying, a stepmother, you know adopted mother, um, he still loved her, right? And, and when you go back to Dark World, Thor, Dark World, you know, and he he tells his brother, uh, you know, trust in his rage. Like that, those were true feelings, right? That is still the the mother that raised him, and he still loved her, and he still wanted you know revenge on those dark elves and all that stuff. So 
you know, it made perfect sense. And, yeah. um, you know, he, he pushes through. I think the next interesting part, right, is uh, he escapes. And he gets into the office area with this dude. I don't know who this guy is. I didn't look him up. But he... <laughs> Again, well, he's uh, just a rando. Yeah, like just said, you know, secretary guy. Clones yeah, yeah. In the comics, so yeah. But like, he did such a good job when he's like, "What's a fish?" You know, it's just like he has no idea what's going on. He, he, the details. He has his little pins in his pocket. He doesn't have a pocket protector, so they're inking his shirt. You know what I mean? And he just doesn't know, have any idea what's going on. And then he shows him the tesseract and the evidence thing here, and boom. Infinity Stones, several of them, right? Not several yeah. as in five, like four time stones. The reality stone there looks like there's five, you know. Well, in the, in the comics, each universe has its version of Infinity Stones. Right, right, right. But those those stones only work in their respective universe. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they would if they're outside of time and their universes, they just be trinkets. So, you know, as I'm looking at these, I'm wondering, cause if you count them up, there's five red, five green. Looks like there's five blue. Um, that's only three. So, and then just one mind stone. And then it looks like we're missing, uh, which ones are we missing? We have, uh, the Tesseract. No Tesseract comes out blue, right? I don't know. We're missing one, right? That, yeah, we can look at the image. Uh, I think so. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, maybe the the purple one, unless that's blue and purple. But I'm wondering, like, five. Was there five different timelines that the Avengers traveled back through? You know, we'd have to go back and look at that, of, of where they went. But there were several teams out there. Well, no. In, in 2012, there were two stones. Like, some of them had multiple stones. In, yeah. In okay. Yeah. Times, one, so. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like. So he, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. There are five represented, but some, you know, have more than you know one. Or yeah, two or whatever. yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, you know, are these stones from? Like, could these be all the stones from, say, uh, 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 Captain America, Steve Rogers, returning them or something? You know what I mean? Because that's a big question out there now too. Is like, well, why didn't the TVA get involved in Steve Rogers' return? You know, if that's like out of place, oh, there's another mind stone outside of the white uh, dish. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, so, so could they have gone back and be like, all right, look, uh, I, yeah, they, it was supposed to happen, them traveling in back in time and doing this. Like, this is all part of the timeline. But maybe Steve Rogers going back and returning them wasn't supposed to be, you know, did something go wrong there? Did there end up multiple? And then they had to step in. The um the Minutemen step in and go reset those timelines and take those stones back or something. You know what I mean? That's what I kind mean, of could, because again, because they said that they're there to stop these Nexus events, these alternate timelines, which tells me there are no alternate there are no alternate timelines as of now, right? Well, I mean, maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, mm. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but uh, I mean, you've got you know Ant Man uh, and the Wasp, you know, Quantum Mania coming out, right? Yep. So theoretically, in the comics, the microverse 
is its own kind of a thing. And then Kang the Conqueror is going to be in there, right? And his whole deal is time travel, and he breaks timelines and stuff all the way across. So could it possibly possibly be something they don't see or what have you? I mean, I don't know. Again, the comics are different than the MCU, so I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's good theories. Hey, I'm just going out speculating here because, you know, according to what they're saying, and the whole purpose of the TVA is to make sure Nexus events don't happen. If they do happen, men and men arrive on scene, reset time, get everything back in line as they're doing with Loki. Yeah. So that would tell me that there are no alternate timelines right now. The only things, even the and this has been explained in other better, you know, fucking reviews than, than ours, but like the Avengers it was part of the timeline for them to go back in time and, and reset still, and then come back and do all that. That was part of it. They said, even in this show, they're doing what they're supposed to. Cause Loki asked the question, well, what about them? Right. And it was said, no, that was supposed to happen. So where the fuck are all these from? And I, I you know, I hope it ties into Steve Rogers somehow, you know, maybe, maybe Steve Rogers is there in fucking jail and Loki has to break him out or something, you know? Um, or they could possibly take those from every timeline slash multiverse that they quote unquote reset. I mean, yeah, they pull objects out of those. I mean, maybe we don't know. We'll see. Just for GP, just be like, oh, yeah, we yeah, gotta take I mean, these. Just like, like if, if they're again not going to be useful technically as like power objects, there maybe it's a souvenir. Like, oh, well, here's a shiny thing, or we'll go to this point and yeah. take this. Yeah, which because he- it, I mean, again, I would doubt that someone would try to, again, at least in the MCU, try to jump timelines or whatever without using one of those, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure those would be present somehow, some way. So, yeah, and then we get uh, Loki sitting down. He now he's again he's escaped, so he's watching his he's watching his future now. Because we got to remember this is we got to put this in context, right? This is Loki, 2012. Right. Yeah. This really you can think of this whole series taking place in 2012 right now. So he's watching the future of Thor, um, Ragnarok. Right. A hey, quick shout out to Tessa Thompson, uh, Taika Waititi and uh, uh, Rita Ora. We've just got to put that in there. Quick shout out to them. <laughs> Google it if you don't know. But, you know, so here's Thor with the one eye. And, you know, this is really when Loki is kind of like. Not turned good per se, right? But he's no longer doing the evil shit. He he's more in line with just mischievous, right? And well, he he's kind of I think come to terms with mm-hmm. his nature. He, mm-hmm. he, again, he he started off kind of I guess exhibiting just purely bad guy vibes, right? Yeah. And then, he revealed over the time and, you know, because of certain events that that wasn't, that he, I, it seemed like he was trying to suppress all the good stuff that was there and he just fully embraced his whole self. Yeah. He'll never be Thor. Like, he'll never just be, you know, some clean cut you know, straight arrow guy. He's yeah. always just going to be working angles and stuff mm-hmm. but at Which, least now he'll freely change if that, you know, something yeah. really needs to get done. So. Yeah. No, I, I I like it. You know, then we see his neck get fucking snapped and strangled. The life strangled out of him by Thanos, which that was a big deal, right? At, at the um, beginning of uh, of uh, Infinity War, 
Right. Well, yeah, because, you know, remember, he was working with Thanos in 2012. Right. So now he sees the fruits of his, you know, of all his labors. Basically, mm-hmm. the guy he's working with is going to pick and kill him. Right. And cause all these shenanigans. Based right. Off yep. That he was. So. And it was one of those two. Right. And it was one of those also, like, when Owen Wilson was asked him, like, so what was the next plan? What was the next thing? What was the next thing? And he was like, space, this and that. And then he realizes, I think it's one of those realizations of, right? Like, he's middle management in this scheme, right? Uh, Thanos is the big dog. And w- when it comes time, Thanos checks his ass out, you know, and, and he's just in there dead, <laughs> dead as shit, you know, with his brother, you know, crying over him and stuff. So, um, yeah, I thought it was cool. This little fight scene was pretty dope, you know, when he, when he starts fucking DJ scratching, oh girl right here. <laughs> Good, man. They always do such a nice job of, you know, comedic relief and stuff. Uh it's always good. But yeah, so then he's kind of like you can see him here now just kind of sitting like defeated, you know, the 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 realization of oh fuck. You know, he has no nowhere to go. Even if he was to escape here and go back to his timeline, death is inevitable, as Thanos would say, you know? Yeah, I mean, but the duality of him is that, you know, I'm kind of down right now. The stuff's finally sinking in, but oh, by the way, guess what? I'm still working the angle in the back of my mind. Yeah. You just just can't really peg the guy. It's just just what he's going to do. Yeah. Which, again, it's great, right? Like, it's what makes him special and what makes him more interesting or differently interesting than a lot of the other characters, right? Especially in the MCU when it's all superheroes doing super awesome things for all the good. And then you have Thanos here, or Thanos, excuse me, Loki, who's like, all right, you know, I guess I'm going to help you. But like I said, you know in the back of his mind, he's like, what's the play? What's the play? How am I going to get out of here? How am I going to be able to escape TVA, get back to my timeline, and not die? Because that's gonna be that's gotta be his end goal, right? He's not gonna all yeah, of a sudden I mean, just work for the TVA and be like, "Hey, I'm TVA now. I'm Agent Loki." Like, no, that's not yeah, happening. That's, that's, that's not that, in his character. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure he's probably like, you know, hey, I'll, I'll work with them or make them think I'm going to work with them as long as it suits me. And then yep. as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to screw them over and then probably try to go screw over Thanos or something, get revenge or or something. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah, so then we jump here to good old Oklahoma, fucking right. Okay, it was that eighteen hundred, right? I forget. Uh, eighteen fifty-eight. Yeah, eighteen fifty-eight. So not not the best time in the world, especially America here. Uh, oil field farm. Fucking, they show up on scene. High tech shovel from uh, three thousand something. Right. So we're talking about a thousand years in the future from today. Right, a thousand years in the future from end game. And you see the Minutemen gun decking here. Okay, fuck it. Right, they don't want to do the they, they don't want to do the maintenance. They don't want to do the paperwork. Gun decking maintenance. Yep. yep. What else is new? It's everywhere. So let's set the charge and get the fuck out of here. And then they notice this hooded figure off to the distance, surrounded by mist, displays a lantern in an oil field. Oh no! I wonder what could happen. Burn the motherfuckers to death. And that's what happens. And you know, boom. They they light on fire. Who is this person? Who do you think? What do you what's your speculation? What are you going with? Well, 
my theory is that Kang the Conqueror will be some version of Loki. And I think in this show, they're going to show that this hooded figure is Loki, but I think eventually they're going to become Kang. I think that's that's my theory because in the comics, uh, Kang is it's kind of tough to explain. It's, Kang is a, a version of like of Tony Stark and then a couple other people. It's it's real convoluted, and he's got different identities throughout time. It's it's like I said, very convoluted. So I, I think that would be a clean way for them to introduce him. You know, because again, he would have experience with, uh, you know, the TVA and time travel and would know his future. And now that he knows the TVA would probably, you know, uh, evil Loki, you know, completely evil Loki would probably try to exploit that knowledge and exploit their technology. So, I don't know. I mean, if it wasn't Loki, then it could just be, it could be anybody. I don't know. So, a uh, big, um, theory out there right now going through the, the, the content creator world is this this Lady Loki. Who's Lady Loki? Female version alternate timeline Loki? That's it, pretty much it? Yeah, yeah. Basically Loki has had multiple forms sometimes because of his own doing, sometimes because of other characters. There's been like a kid Loki, there's been a female Loki, there's there's been other variations of Loki, so uh, yeah, I mean, possibly. But again, this has to kind of lead into bigger Kang, Kang somehow, because the TVA and Kang are like mortal enemies, and so they're gonna they're yeah. gonna have a presence throughout the rest of the MCU. So, uh, so you think Lady Loki go, would? Go back. Would be go too small. Real quick, hey, go back oh. real quick to the uh, the picture of the uh, the heads. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Uh, well, somewhere in here we'll play. Um, yeah, because some believe that one of the heads looks like Kane. Is it Kane? Like K A N E? K A N G. G. Okay, Kane. The conqueror, right? A lot of people think one of these heads look like him, right? Is that is that what you? Yeah. So the actor that's playing. Uh, King the Conqueror was in Lovecraft Country, Johnny Majors, right? The lead actor. Right, right, right. So a lot of people say that that looks like him. And another theory was that, you know, King was one of the timekeepers that went rogue, which, I mean, Ooh. could be, you never know. But again, in the comics, it's, he has a pretty convoluted history. So um, again, there's a lot of ways they could go, but obviously we don't know which one they're going to pick. So. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, are trending towards that Lady Loki theme because of the news that came out right before this episode dropped of Loki being gender fluid, right? Which, in today's world, a lot of people you know celebrate that and, and throw it up as a victory or something. But I think if you put it in the capsule of comic world, it's not that surprising or, um, or, or original, right? There's plenty of characters that have gone through like that in the comic world where a lot of things are, you know, done first, right, to reflect a uh, society and try it out, right? Like it's okay, it's yeah, he's gender fluid in the comic. There's been several versions of them in the comic. I think it's just a, a kind of a, like capitalizing on today to 
put it out there for Marvel to be like, yeah, you know, he's gender fluid when he's had a female version of himself for the last 30, 40 years, however long it has been in the comics. Yeah, uh, you know, kind of like dealing with the multiverse in comics, and this goes for DC as well, but, you know, in a different universe, and, you know, Captain America was a female, or... Yeah, Thor, uh, you, know, you know, the new Thor movie is going to be uh, uh, our love, uh, Natalie Portman, you know, picking up the hammer, which has happened in the comics, you know, years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, so, that's nothing new, it's just kind of how they go about it, I guess you could say. Yeah. Changes a little bit, but yeah, they, uh, again, you know, Marvel seems to be on a good path of the show and, uh, you know, answers some questions, gives some, you know, character background, but, you know, opens the door to, you know, a million more questions. And that's kind of the fun of all this stuff is the speculating part. And yeah, we all get to see if we're right or wrong, you know, very shortly. Yeah. Um, what are you looking for? Like in, uh, I guess, uh, in episode two, or or what would you, if you're going okay, so you're thinking Kang the Conqueror biggest biggest part of Loki is that is that what you're thinking? Uh, I, I I'm I'm leaning that way. I think by the end of the series, well, obviously, well, duh, we'll know if that's true or not. And uh, I think this time displaced Loki. There's going to be a future for him because now step into the real world. He's a very popular character. Tom Hiddleston, you know, is only becoming a bigger and bigger star. And you're not just going to kill off, you know, a super popular actor or character. So they obviously have plans for him later on. Now what those are, I don't know. And then I think that this show is getting a season two, or at least they were talking about it. So somehow, some way, we're going to get more Loki after the series. Yeah. We, then we got the, uh, there we go. Let's do this. Then we got the trailer also for uh, Ep 2 here. And, um, I mean, you know, trailers always move fast, but you can see. And, of course, it's not just Episode 2. There's a lot of stuff that they show. But, you know, it definitely shows him being part of TVA, working with Owen Wilson, you know, daggers flipping, all kinds of cool stuff, you know. So uh, him going to what looked like Pompeii, you know, him fighting people, just I think we're going to see this is where we're going to start seeing a lot of cool action and stuff and really just dive into him time hopping, uh, you know, galaxy hopping, whatever you want to say and put it, you know, like all kinds of things. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. Like I think of course, Marvel, I'm a big fanboy over it, but they're just, they're crushing it right with all these different little series and everything. Um, I'm just wondering like what, how's it going to tie in with the next movie, you know, or, or I guess not even just the next movie, but, What's the 10-year tie-in, right? The The first one was the Infinity Saga. And it took 10 years to get there. What's the next thing? The Kang the Conqueror Saga? Secret Wars? You know, all of that. Like, how does it all tie in? Where are we going to be at in 10 years? And, and, you know, it's the journey that's the best to get us there. But, you know, the speculation of where it's going is always fun. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, a million different big events that have happened that they could try to work towards, I mean, Secret Wars, uh, uh, what was the other one? I remember Brain Fart, um, Battle World, I mean, it's just all kind of stuff they can do, so, but you gotta also remember, we still haven't even got the Fantastic Four, Mm -hmm. X-Men, so all that stuff is coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just imagine the mashup 
of all these characters when that happens. So there's a lot of goodness that's coming down the pipeline. We just have to be patient and, uh, you know, wait. And which until then, you Fantastic know, Four has got to be coming out in one of these movies next year. There's four Marvel movies coming out next year, or at least between, I think, uh, with Spider-Man in December and then going through, like, next year, that's like four or five movies. That's a lot of movie. That's a lot of, you know, if it's five movies, that's, you know, a, a quarter of what it took to get us to the Infinity Saga, right? So that's kind yeah, of moving so fast. It, at least well, I think so. Thing, well, first thing that has to happen is, you know, those characters have to get casted, and there's no way they could keep those uh, yeah something Secret. like that wraps for long. So yeah. once the characters get casted, then I'd be able to better predict kind of some stuff. But until then, I mean, I don't really know. But uh, you know, the the crap that we got from Fox, I think that's a lot of like that's a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth about the Fantastic Four. And again, they're not yeah. my favorite, but you can see the potential and what they could do. Plus, a lot of their villains are some of the best villains in Marvel, like Doctor Doom, uh, Namor. I mean, Namor kind of hits a lot of a lot of things, like Avengers, X Men, Fantastic Four. But they have a lot of good stories with which, Namor, which Namor has been talked about with Black Panther too. Correct? There's there's rumors, uh, and you know, there's a little bit of a controversy with that, which. Yeah, I don't know if we have time to get into, but... Uh, yeah, you got time. You go ahead. <clears throat> well, the rumor is that this uh, Latinx actor was cast as Namor, and it wasn't explicitly put out there. It was just, again, kind of a rumor, and that caused a lot of a backlash about uh, kind of about the, the ethnicity of Namor, which, again, he's half human, half Atlantean. So basically... If you've seen Aquaman, you get his gist. That's, I mean, it's basically kind of the same. But the big thing with Namor is that, in the comics at least, he actually is the first mutant that was ever uh, shown in, in Marvel, right? Because he debuted in, like, 1939. And he's, you know, titled as their, not, not in their comic book timeline, but just the publication history, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, plus... He, like I said, has a lot of stuff going on with the Avengers and Fantastic Four and the uh, Silver Age in the 60s. And, you know, he, uh, he's he been an Avenger. He's been an X-Man. He's uh, part of the Illuminati. Like, he, he's a big deal. But uh, so anyway, so a lot of the thought before uh, this rumor about this, you know, Latinx actor was that he was going to be played by an Asian guy. So, you know, again, his ethnicity isn't really that big of a deal in the comics, but, you know, in the real world, you know, it was, was going to be kind of a way to kind of, you know, bring, you know, another Asian actor, we'll say, into the fold, which you could, I mean, again, you can make him black, white, China, whatever, right? It's just, it's not that big a deal to the character. So it would just be a way for him to insert, you know, X person. Yeah. But- uh, I mean, the Latinx portion of it, I mean, I, I, in my opinion, personally, I would have liked him to go with an Asian guy if this is true, just because uh, I like the aesthetic of how that kind of looked. But in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Atlanteans are made up; they're not real. 
Okay. Okay. And if you look at like Atlanteans in the DC world, where you brought up, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Motherfucking Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Right. Um, who's Samoan or American Samoan, whatever. Right. None of the other Atlanteans looked like him. Which you know, we're talking DC versus Marvel, but. Like well, I mean, there were black and white, and there were Asians, right? Like the yeah, Atlanteans were several different things, right? So I, I don't see what I mean. I understand it in, in the concept of you know outside comic world society how Marvel wants to portray and represent. I understand all that, but I think uh, you know people who are who are nitpicking a casting of a fictitious uh, race that has been displayed in other movies. As all encompassing, I think it's starting to detract from just getting movies out. You know what I mean? If that's Marvel's main concern, it's kind of it kind of sucks, in my opinion. Well, I mean, you know, they're they're making a big push for diversity, right? So yeah, which I'm all for. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying I'm, I'm I'm I want some. You know, I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying like. If that's if that Latinx person, as some like to say, was was the great is was the right choice, then just go with it. Don't be pressured out of having to recast for something else just because you know there's not enough representation somewhere else. There's probably not enough representation in all of it, honestly, right? Well, I mean, I, I doubt Marvel would recast. And again, this is just a rumor. We don't obviously know it's for sure. Speculation, people. But just again, just for me, I think obviously both you know ethnicities are kind of underrepresented and you know either way would be cool but just for my mind's eye the aesthetic just would yeah. have been better because there have been a lot of mock-ups and yeah and stuff uh over the years of certain actors and stuff uh playing the role and i just i just really liked those actors for that part and no, yeah i get with, it with, with namor is that he he's an asshole right mm-hmm. again he's quote-unquote a superhero but he's more all about where Aquaman kind of wanted to be like unite the the two worlds and you know still cared about the surface. Namor was a dick. He doesn't really care about the surface. His yeah. whole thing is, I'm all about Atlantis, the ocean. You know, the surface people have been fucking over the ocean for mm-hmm. years. I tolerate them. I'm a king. You will respect me. His saying is imperious. Red. Like he's 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 a, he's a he's a dick. He's just a he's just that guy and. uh you know, he's gone against the world multiple times. He has history with Black Panther. It's just, I mean, again, he'll help save the world, but really because only Atlantis is in it. Right. So. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be interested. I mean, you can look stuff up online yeah. about like certain actors or whatever, but. Well, I mean, that goes to like, who else is going to play, uh, uh, was it Reed Richards except John Krasinski? Oh, I mean, I think you could probably find an actor. Uh, I think that fan casting, I think it was, you know, okay, but I, I don't see it happening because uh, I just, yeah, I just don't feel it's, it's going to happen. Because I think that if it was going to go that way, that they already would have been casted. Maybe, but I think it goes back to what you're saying, right? When, when, when in your mind's eye, you know, that Namor character, you know, would look would look better aesthetically as an Asian representation, right? I think yeah. to the fans, it's already in our mind's eye that John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are 
uh, uh, fucking, you know, Mr. Stretchy and Miss Invisible, you know? Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of people that like that, so, I mean... Yeah, and that's not to say fans always get it right, of course, right? Fans, you know, pressured Star Wars into fucking up the the sequel, you know, the third trilogy, and, and you know, here we are sitting on, on our hands with a fucked up, you know, Star Wars fucking universe now. You know, so... Yeah, but, you know, who knows? Like, yeah, I'm just thinking, like, real world, just how Hollywood works. Yeah. I just think that they would have done that already. Plus with, uh, you know, Krasinski getting a lot of, uh, praise for those quiet place movies, you know, would he be up to direct? I think they already have a director. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I just feel that it would have already been done, but I mean, yeah, I, I, hear you. I don't know. I hear you on that. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, if he really wanted it, he'd make it happen. Um, who knows? Uh, I can't think of anyone else. I'm, I'm not like that great with actors or anything, but you know, I think they're definitely hinting every time they show a phase four, uh, banner or, or, you know, movies coming phase four and they show, and they, they put the four up there with a, you know, Johnny storm kind of blue flash writing out the, the number four, they're hinting towards it every time. And yeah, it's already been announced. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's just, like I, said, I think the director's already been announced too. Don't, don't who is the way. cast? It's got to so, be big names. I mean, it's going to be big names. It's got to be big names. At least one of the members of the four is going to be somebody that people recognize. Yeah. It, it, would, it would have to be. Yeah. I don't know. All right, let's wrap there. Information on how you can. Oh, I messed that up. Hold on. Other button. I need to mark my buttons. But, hey, uh, you know, thanks again, James, for stopping by talking about this. Episode 2 of the Loki series airs Wednesday. That's uh, Tuesday at midnight or Wednesday at midnight, if you will. So uh, we're going to try to get an episode out a little bit sooner for the next one. And, um, you know, man, Marvel crushing it. Take all my money. Going back to Disneyland real soon to check out that uh, Marvel world (laughs) over there, too. Mikey been asking me. They got Spider-Man that jumps and swings and all kinds of shit, man. We're on that, man. Throw all my money at it for the kids' happiness. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. All right, James, anything? Any last shout-outs? Uh, R.I.P. to the Lakers, man. <laughs> Hold on. Stop. Hey. I just want to let the world know right now. <laughs> James came talking that shit. Before the, I wasn't gonna bring this up, James. All right, because I want to keep it professional, okay? But um, the Suns beat your ass. Suns beat the Lakers' ass, and you can talk all the <laughs> Lakers are all time great franchise, one of the greatest franchises in all the sports. They got great players, Hall of Famers, uh, cool, all that, right? Tip the hat. Phoenix Suns beat the brakes off you guys this year. Why y'all got the quote unquote greatest player ever? Maybe yeah. quote unquote. We'll, we'll yeah, for the sports show. So I'm, yeah, I'm, busted know. ass Lakers bums. Yeah. All right, we yeah. out. Peace. For more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit anchor.fm backslash bravazulu podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of Joshua Moore and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.